Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer! Huge response from this audience. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, uh, I, I know your wife, Mickey. Yes. And you know my wife, Bonnie. We've yes. all been friends since probably like 1970. Exactly. A long time. Yes. And uh, I wonder I if. I think the first double date we had was yeah. at the Esquire Movie Theater. I think so. Yeah, some art movie there. Yeah. I can't remember what the movie was. I but didn't yeah. understand it. It was an art movie. Yeah, some foreign, <laughs> foreign movie. <laughs> Have you ever had this happen where your wife, Mickey, in your yes. case, laughs at you in your face? <laughs> yes, aren't they supposed to? No. <laughs> well, it happened to me. I didn't. I wasn't very comfortable. What happened? Jim? Well, I had Tell suggested us. during dinner, yeah. and it is just something that's been on my mind. And I just wondered if I was too much man for her, and I expressed that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why the hell is that so funny? That's a reaction I got. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is oh, exactly. Oh man, the I'm on her side. Yeah. yeah. No, Mickey, I, it's the opposite with me. Uh-huh. She will not laugh at any attempt at humor on my side. <laughs> is that right? No, that is that's absolutely true. She said she's heard it all. Like, you know, like we go shopping, and you yeah. know you. You got your quips. You're I a quipster. I got my quips. You're a good you know, quipster. You know, so whoever you made millions of dollars. You're on the grocery quipster. line, and that's an audience. So you yeah. work. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you work it, and you know yeah. they may chuckle and laugh, and Mickey just stands there rolling hey, around. Here's a good example of that, and this is what Jerry does. He, we were on an elevator in New York City, oh, Jerry and I and our spouses, and uh, that's a cap. That's an audience. You know, it's like four or five people, and it's Whatever. a real nice hotel, and it's nice lighting, and everybody's, you know, a little uncomfortable, door closes, like, eh, nobody knows anybody, and I said to Jerry, hey, I, I saw you talking before we got on the elevator to an elderly gentleman in the lobby. What was that all about? Yeah, and I say, yeah, he was telling me about his new hearing aid, mm-hmm. um, and he says, honestly, this is the finest hearing aid money can buy. Uh-huh. Now, understand, this is a packed elevator. You're in one corner. I'm yeah. in the other. No one knows that we know each other. Right. And I said, he's telling me this is the finest hearing aid money can buy. I, so I said, yeah, what kind is it? He said, four o'clock. <laughs> there, there, Jerry. Well, wait a second. <laughs> no, no. First no, of no, no. all. If it has to be these, explained. No, no, no. These no, people no. have been here before. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> who was who was not here before at this podcast? I think everybody's been here before. <laughs> and you left. <laughs> not really. Z- no, not Xander really. wasn't. We should ask Xander. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and you came up with the idea then of... It's on our website. Go because to Jerry the people on the elevator said there was silence at first, and then they, they suddenly funny. started laughing. So we came up with the idea of the elevator comics. That you could hire Jerry and me. We would perform in your elevators, hotel chains across the country. We'd have a tip jar. We'd ask them to put the lights on us, and we would do... Because you got to be very fast, because you only have them for a floor or two at the most. Yeah. Yeah, we only... So your your sets have to be tight. Well, I wanted to work only high-rises, so you can keep some of the people for a while. You... 
got to go to a Ramada Inn. Yeah, with two, two floors. floors. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, I'll Spokane be honest, and Washington, I, I can't Boy, funny in two floors. No, no, you. Need, I'm a I'm a four floor guy. You're a four floor guy. Yeah, tight thirty second sets. Four by floor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, and I want to ask you a question on a serious note, uh, but we have in the audience tonight. Uh, and I'm going to use her maiden name, but Molly Cavanaugh. And Molly Cavanaugh, years ago, yeah, uh, when she her. she's now married to Frank and has a uh, married name, but I don't want people to be able to track her down, so we'll go on the old name. But anyway, Molly was a administrative assistant to you when you were city council member. I don't know, was it also the year you were mayor? Or? I think it was also the time that I was mayor. Right before now she's not on mic, but it was right before Jerry became mayor. So she's come back. And she's she been a reporter the office for city council. When office I was in for city, city council, council and uh, brought this thing. Now this we might be able to sell at uh, <laughs> here at Folk School Kentucky, where they're selling vintage T-shirts. Hundred. I mentioned this on our previous podcast. Some of them hundreds of dollars. This is something that Molly had her hand in. The Jerry Springer, I'm going to hold it up for Facebook Live, service directory. So this thing was printed up. This is before computers, by the way. What this was is the year 1973, of this? I think. It was 1973. Obviously, people didn't have cell phones or anything like that or computers. And so we this two-page, I mean, this two-sided printed Nicely printed. Nicely printed. Union on printed. Good quality Union paper. Union printed, by the way. Right. Of every phone number living in Cincinnati that you would need if you have a problem, from animal control to the hunger hotline, auto license plate, uh, it, you know, trash, building decay, whatever it was. People would stick those on a refrigerator with a magnet. Yes. And literally tens of thousands of oh, people. Oh, it was extraordinary. Extremely popular. It's what got me elected. And by the way, got Jerry. Oh, it was. It, it was, was very effective. Because everyone I, would say, they didn't know who I was. They'd say, yeah, I got your, you know, I got your. But uh, around this <coughs> same time, my father died. Oh. It was very sad. My dad died in the early 70s, and Jerry came to the funeral. God oh. love him for that. He came out to Guardian Angel Church. I'm Roman Catholic. And he had a stack of these, and he was passing them out in the pews. <laughs> Now, that's bullshit, in my opinion. That's not right. Shame on That's me. not right. Did, do you deny it? You pass those out but one at a time. But don't those people vote? They do vote. <laughs> and, they, and I noticed that he very quietly would say, I hope you keep me in mind in November. Very quietly. You know, because he told me, he says, well, I was very discreet in what I said. I Just keep quiet. me in mind. <laughs> Put it on your refrigerator. At a damn funeral. No, very effective. Thank you, Molly, for yeah. helping make that happen. Molly has been a uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer reporter. Before that, Cincinnati Post uh, has closed uh, with her tonight is Melvin Greer, a award-winning photographer from the Cincinnati Post. I mean, we we got to just... <laughs> award-winning. You know what I'm saying? Award-winning. Yeah. It's the only paper that ever endorsed me. Is that true? That is true. No, that actually would be true. The Cincinnati Inquirer, the competing paper, was very conservative. Yeah. Scripps Howard. It was a Scripps Howard paper and a wonderful company. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. Over to Melvin and to Molly. I wanted to ask you this question, uh, Jerry. Uh, 
Well, the simplest way to put it, is Russia still at it? Yeah, after obvious, well, after um, clearly, and proof is overwhelming, uh, interfering in the 2016 election uh, in its efforts to get uh, Trump elected and to damage Hillary, um, they're still at it. And what's ironic about, there are two things that are worth noting about it. As we speak, Trump has been impeached, and he has been impeached, and the Senate next week will be dealing with this, but he's been impeached for specifically having called the president of the Ukraine, who was inquiring why American aid, $400 million, which Congress had passed for them to get, money that they needed for defense against the Russian invasion. They needed this $400 million to be released, and Trump had given the orders to stop that money from being given, even though Congress had voted for it, unless the president of the Ukraine would announce that they are having an investigation of Vice President Joe Biden because of his son's involvement in a, in a company and the company was being investigated for some corruption. He didn't insist that, that Biden be investigated. He just wanted the Ukrainian president to say they will investigate or they are investigating, even if it's not true, because that would damage Biden's electoral possibilities this coming election. And basically, it was the quid quo quo. We, we won't release the funds that you are entitled to get, the $400 million, unless you announce that you are investigating Biden. Well, that is obviously a crime. You're not even allowed to ask a foreign power to get involved in an American election. So that's the crime. The blackmail of saying we won't release it unless you do this illegal act. So those are the grounds of the impeachment. So while this is going on, and whatever Russia has on Trump, they must still have it because they get him to do whatever Putin wants. Now, Russia is hacking that Ukrainian company to try and find a memo about Biden's son, Hunter, who was on the board of that company. By the way, not when this alleged corruption took place, but at one point had been on the board of that company. They're trying to come up with a memo that would tie the Bidens into the corruption. Well, one, no one's found any of that. But the greater danger is now that they've hacked in, they can now create a fake memo. And all they have to do is create one fake memo with Biden's name on it, and Trump has the issue he wants. 
He can go around and say, see, you don't want to vote for Biden because he's corrupt and he's got to deal with the Ukrainians and therefore he's tarnished. Even if it's not true, you could create that memo. And Russia is now doing that. But here is the significant part of all of this. Not just that Russia is still interfering in American elections, is still taking away the sanctity of your vote, because Russia will decide who our next president is, as it really had a hand in deciding the last election. It didn't have to influence very many votes in 2016 to have Trump win in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Okay? Only had to influence a few votes. And they're still at it. But what makes this amazing is that Russia is not trying to hide it. They've used the exact same company to do the hacking. They're putting their fingerprints all over it. Think about that. It's because they know Trump won't do anything. They have Trump in their back pocket. I can't tell you why specifically, if it's a personal scandal, if it has to do with a money deal. But the reason Trump does Putin's bidding, why he never says a bad word about Russia, where he never wants to investigate 2016, where he forbids anybody in his campaign or in his administration to testify on it, when he has secret meetings with Putin and won't permit anyone in the room with him, and now Russia is hacking again and telling the world, telling the world America can't do a thing about it. America, we've got them at the knees. They can't do anything. Trump won't touch us. We will influence the 2020 election. If that doesn't make people wake up here to what is going on, again, I don't know what they have on him, but it defies belief that they don't have something. Otherwise, why would they broadcast to the world that they're doing it again? They're doing it again. And they've even used the same company, the same method. They've left their fingerprints all over it and they are not denying it. They want the world to know that America doesn't run things anymore. Russia's the big guy in town. All right, folks, we're going to get our musical guests on up. Please give another warm welcome to Xander Wells. Yeah, Xander. Sander, thanks for coming back. Absolutely, my pleasure. <laughs> Why don't you change your shirt? Uh, you know, uh, I swear it was just a coincidence. It just <laughs> every week the same. <laughs> so, 
Xander, um, <clears throat> I read that you had a five-song EP come out. Yes, um, that's correct. This um, March, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it came out, um, yeah, it was in March. It's getting close <laughs> to a year. It was my first time releasing music ever. Um, it was a very big, it was very exciting. Um, but five songs all mine, um, and they're on all the streaming services. And yeah, awesome. I'm trying to get, get some more stuff out this year. You yeah, know, so. they sound great. Do you have any other stuff in the works, some like uh, full-length? Perhaps? Yeah, I, I really want, I got another little thing I'm going to work on, on like about four songs that I just didn't get out that are from this past year. Um, nice. And then I think I'm going to buckle down and try to get out an album, do that big old hurdle. But, you know, Great. it's in the, it's in the sights, you know. So. Great. Well, we're excited. I'm sure everyone's looking forward to it. We've heard couple of his songs so far and they're they're just great so <laughs> you. will you uh do us a favor and play us a, a third song absolutely yeah um this is my song it's called rabbit um it, i wrote it senior year of college i went to northern kentucky university graduated in 2018 um and i was very i was getting that sort of like young person existentialism where they're like oh this is the end of everything college is over there's nothing after it um and it's completely not true it's so much better now yes but, it um, is yes. <laughs> oh man <laughs> but i i was going through a lot of stuff and um this is just kind of what was on my mind i had a friend that i reminded <clears throat> them of a rabbit i was just like constantly going around and so this is that i hope you enjoy it Rabbit is a hopping along, going on for his own song. He doesn't know that the words are wrong. Oh, what it does to me. He's got a market for a one night stand, playing easy with his rocking band. He doesn't know that it wasn't planned. Oh, what it does to me. whiskey free it doesn't matter not much to me oh why can't you see he's got a market for a one night stand playing really easy with his rocking band you wouldn't know that it wasn't planned and why can't you It's planned. 
can't you be? Why can't you see? This is history for me. For me. You're such a good songwriter, Zambi. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. I we, appreciate that. We hear a lot of musicians come through, and, and you know, it's such a pleasure to see what each one brings to the table. Yeah. And Absolutely. Do you great. know that, uh, and I uh, just know this about Xander. My wife uh, works with his mom, who is his oh. uh, agent. And yeah. Mom. <laughs> she, yeah. She's and good. anyway, you had, a, so th this is how I know this, but you went to school for creative and performing arts in Cincinnati. We mentioned yep. that before, which is a very unique Cincinnati public schools. That's where I work for a whole career. I love that school district. Very Me too. innovative. Me too. And they created a school for kids who had artistic bents, both presentation art as well as painting and drawing and dance and all of that. And Sarah Jessica Parker went to that. And Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker did. went. <laughs> And uh, so then you I went to North, right. yeah, you went to NKU, Northern Kentucky yeah. University, and did you study something related to art while you were there? Yeah, I studied musical theater. Now, um, this is a oh, point yeah. I wanted to make. Your presentation and your songs, not now I'm talking about your delivery, not yeah. the writing. Writing's excellent, too. Thank you. But you're very confident and strong, and you yeah. can almost yeah, see the theater yeah. background yeah. of that. Yeah. And you. you got a tryout. Was it a Broadway tryout yeah, for School I, for Rock? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah I was in the um, I was in the final callbacks for a Broadway show and for the national tour of uh, School of Rock, wow. the Jack Black wow. movie. Um, I was auditioning for Jack Black's part to be uh, the oh. the washed you up You can kind of see that, teacher. can't you? I mean, yeah, if you yeah, know exactly. Jack Black's work <laughs> yeah. and you know that show, which is a great movie, by the way. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted That's to talk. That's awesome. It. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Well, a lot of fun. I did Broadway, but. I didn't <laughs> you, you, had a, you had a musical, right? We'll talk about that no. in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's no, so cool. Yeah, Xander, that was great. will you, you uh, do us a favor and take us out on Down by the Riverside? Absolutely. Maybe Jerry can take a verse in there? Oh. I promise. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside 